I just came back from the salon. And for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time <laughs> with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells un. Believable, Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze's other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Roe. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash andysgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andysgirls. Sign up today. Yearning for a little extra Andy's Girls bonus content? Well, OMG, you guys. 
join the sassy Andy's Girls community at patreon.com slash Andy's Girls. You're going to get exclusive bonus episodes, including one with Amanda Hirsch, this week's Andy's Girls guest, where we break down all things Love is Blind and, of course, talk a little bit more about Real Housewives of New Jersey and some Real Housewives of New York. Go to patreon.com slash Andy's Girls. It's the number one most important way to get exclusive bonus content and also, you know, support the pod itself. Just a couple shekels will give you so much in return. And by you, I mean me and my checking savings. All right, guys, enjoy this week's episode of Andy's Girls and a bonus app available online. Enjoy. Love may be blind, but my sass has perfect vision. I keep it real to your face, but also behind your back. (gasps) (laughs) I didn't know we're doing a voice. (laughs) That's just my normal voice. I'm just very sultry and very sexy. Tell all your friends. You guys, it's... (laughs) I was like, shit, I didn't didn't prepare like the sass. It's Andy's Girls. It's episode 149, and I am so excited to be joined by a fellow certified Bravo-holic. Our licenses are in the mail. Uh, Amanda Hirsch, the brains, brawn, and beauty behind the viral Instagram account, Not Skinny But Not Fat. Can I, like, (laughs) record that? And can you give it to me for my podcast? Of course you can. Do you remember when we used to like record voicemails? Like, like have your voicemail box have a recording be like, leave a message, but you would do it. Wait, I think mine is me. No, but when were you when you were younger, didn't you do like crazy or shit? Or was it just I got me? In, I got in trouble for doing voicemails <laughs> that were to the tune of... Like you have reached eight eight four three five, and my dad would yell at me because my dad's a lawyer, and he was like, "You can't do that." Like clients call the house. So I would want that to be my. Th- I did like Miss Swan. Like that would be not acceptable today for those of you who watch Mad TV. It I don't know was Miss Swan. Oh no, is that an Asian? Yeah, impersonation. Yeah, that's super but, racist. But, it, but but like it was on Mad TV for years. She was a character for years. Oh yeah, what's her face? She's Alex. Now- um, something. She um has won two Emmys, I want to say, for She's Marvelous amazing. Mrs. Maisel. Right, that's her. You got Alex it. Alex Bornstein. Right, you got it. Holy shit. So I was obsessed with, with uh, now, I, now I sound like an awful person, but it was, um, <laughs> it was, uh, it was on, cut it in pose, please. But my point is, uh, I would want that to be my voicemail. Well, I am so appreciative that you're here, Amanda Hirsch. Tell me, so we met last spring. It was March 15th, I remember. Isn't that crazy? How do you remember the date? I don't. It's probably not March 15th. <laughs> I don't think it's March 15th at all. Um, but it was last spring. It was last spring, which has flown by, not in a great way. I feel like we lost a year. I don't know why. I feel I like the last agree. year. Right? It's weird. At Bravo, because they were doing a day of like thanks or or something, yeah. for, which was like the best day of my life until right. BravoCon. So now it's like the top two in my life are yeah. BravoHolics event and then BravoCon. We like got sworn in. We got sworn in. And then we were so, we were not many people, which I was like, okay, thanks. <laughs> if there were like 200 people, I'd be like, bye. But there were like 20. Yeah, that's, and people flew in. That was the crazy thing. I was, I just assumed everyone was from me? New York. No, how gross am I? I was like... <laughs> 
can't believe I have to like take a cab home and like go back to, you know, watch what happens live. It's such like, how am I going to do it? Like there's traffic. And meanwhile, people are like, they're from Georgia. Wait, I don't and think I'm you complaining to them about like having to commute from my Upper East Side apartment to downtown. Wait, I don't think you understand. I was doing they the exact same me. thing and it was rainy. And I was like, I, I can't remember. believe I've just spent $20 and I literally got a blowout because I'm an insane person. But my hair like completely frizzed, did like the little curl on the way. And I'm like, can't believe I just wasted like 30 and I used like a coupon or something for it. And then did I'm like, you complain to the people though that came from. Texas. No, I that's think what I, I did. I did my typical thing, which is just complaining twenty four seven inside of my head. <laughs> so I have like I a list of grievances. To those people, and they were like, "We <laughs> flew in," and I'm like, "That is so amazing." But really, it is. I think we're very fortunate that we live in New York, so mm-hmm. that it's like there's a lot of action that happens here, and there's a lot of action that happens in LA. But mm-hmm. because Andy True. and his world and watch what happens happens here. We get a, a lot nice, of Bravo. a lot of Bravo, a lot of Bravo traffic, which yeah. is nice too. So like the Atlanta people are here. Beverly Hills is here constantly. Orange County is right, here constantly. Right, because they come into also the Bravo HQ to do like interviews and stuff right. all the time. Yeah, it's awesome. Do you have, so you have your podcast. Mm-hmm. Do you, can you walk me through the journey of starting your Instagram account? Yeah. Your, the, your audience is huge. Starting your podcast and what your focus has been. Yes, I'll do it uh, short and sweet. When I'm, I was living in Israel for like five years. Between, Are you Israeli? I'm half, yeah. Love. My mom's Israeli. Um, yeah, Bravo just started like an Indian family show. And I'm like, can we do like an Israeli family? So the sh- that show is starting on Sunday. Yeah. It lo- and from what I've heard from people that have seen screeners, it's supposed to be like A++. Like, you know how Shaws of Sunset is all trash garbage people? I don't watch it. Oh, don't start now. And I, I have seen every episode. I'm not proud of it. But <laughs> like this new show, I think it's called Family Values or something. I forget the name Karma. of it. Karma. Karma. For- okay, great. Is supposed to be like nice, good people. Mm with their no there should be an Israeli show it's there crazy should. that there isn't anyway um, so I got I I came here I came back with my husband in 2015 after spending five years in Israel and it was depressing like I thought coming back to New York was like I'm from New York like pretty much like gonna move there be the editor of Vogue I was literally living in Israel <laughs> you guys I'm not joking I was living in Israel working like random jobs always telling my husband who was then my boyfriend like if I was in New York, like mm-hmm. I would be like Killing such it. hot shit. And because of you, I'm here. Because um, what happened was I went to Israel, long story short, for a vacation after college, met him, stayed for five years, got married. Wow. For a vacation after yeah, college. I, I canceled my flight back and stayed with him. You know, if had you met him on birthright, they would have paid for the wedding. That's what they kept telling us. They're like, we'll pay for a wedding. We'll buy you a bir- house. I couldn't do oh, because birthright. You're half his- yeah. Oh, okay, I tried to like rig the system and get in to birthright and get a free trip believe me it was and i couldn't believe it was free the entire time i was like is it free it is a hundred did you make out with a soldier or no no although there was a soldier that was like back when facebook was a thing who we would like dm each other <laughs> i don't remember it was like late at night what's his name oh god I listen very i didn't get a lot of i know surprising you guys but I didn't have a lot of, like, boyfriends and stuff. So my mom would always say, like, if we still have an issue with you <laughs> by, like, the time you're older, like, I'm shipping you to Israel. Because guys in Israel oh my are much more, like, forward or much yeah. more, I don't know. It's, like, a different American guys will, like, look at you and, like, not speak to you. Like, I can't deal with that. And Israeli guys are just, like, 
900% of the time gorgeous and also like aggressive a little bit but like in a not not in a rapey way yeah (laughs) not in a rapey way um so wait so you're in israel digress sorry so so in israel five years we get married after five years and and i'm like wait my family like new york so we come back um as like let's you know try it here in a very like chill like as Mm -hmm. if i'm this like carefree like bounce around the world person like who the f do i think i am curse or no oh yeah call anybody a cunt you're you're (laughs) we're cunt friendly here so i got back and and i suffer from anxiety and and stuff but it hadn't come up for a while and then got here and it was like Mm. like dark and we were staying with my mom and like love Mm. my mom but like when you're out of the house for a long time, like staying with your family again, like can murder your soul. That would be my number one trigger. Even though like my mom like is my heart, but like living with her and with my husband, who's like used to being in boxers and like has to be dressed all the time. And, mm. and so we were struggling. Like I was struggling and it was funny because before we came, I was like, you know, my husband's going to have such an issue, but I'm going to be like his rock. I was like the mess. Like he was much better than I was. Um, so I fell into kind of like a dark hole and um i would see and i've always written i've i was a writing like minor in college i've always had journals i started even fucking writing a book i had a blog so i saw that people were like writing on instagram too and like being funny and i was just like oh that's like could be a place for that you know those thoughts you have when you go to sleep at night that you're like tomorrow i'm gonna like be a vegan so like that was my late night thought wow. except it was like i'm gonna open an instagram i'm gonna call it not skinny but not fat it was like and the name also just came to me it's such a good name i know but it's like how i felt my whole life you know mm. and i think only after i named the podcast the 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 instagram that did i realize that it means so much more than like literally right you know what I mean yeah living in a world of in between exactly and everyone gets it I'm like how we does everyone get it? get it no we all get it you we all, all get, get it. it and it can be related to someone's weight or or personality or status with relationships or work it really it genuinely translates and like I didn't even really realize again it was like that thought that you have at night you're like oh my god like I can open an Instagram I can write things that are funny um Maybe it'll do, maybe it'll make me feel good. Maybe people will relate to it. Um, And then I thought about that name literally mostly because my whole life, like, you know, uh, I wasn't stick thin. I had a lot of friends that were, I always felt like weird, kind of that I wasn't, but not always weird, but when you're 12 and you have like a butt and thighs and boobs and like, you got your period first, you're like, Hey, you know, like you feel kind of weird or you have people being like, guys like that, you know, when you're 14 and you're also like, listen, what they want to grab something. When do they want to grab that? Like, and then you realize when they want to grab it, you Mm -hmm. know, when you're boning. Um, (laughs) so I struggled with that in life, not in a like insecure way. I was like heavier than I am now. Like, um, I look great you guys but I'm just saying like I was there were times where I was heavier and I was even more confident than today like I really Mm -hmm. think that's possible I think it's so about how you feel feel yeah and how your parents you know my mom I grew up in a house where my mom was like who's a little pretty girl in the mirror you know (laughs) and I'm like okay you know like that's I believe that like raise your kids make them think they're gorgeous amazing and talented and they'll believe that like find their worth outside the scale yeah um, so basically it started like 
mostly about me. Like, I, I don't even like calling them memes. Like, liner is about, like, weight stuff or, like, and, and people, I didn't, wasn't even thinking of followers. I wasn't even thinking about, like, growth or what an influencer is or anything like that. It was just, like, I want to write these things. And then people, you know, the nature of those kinds of things, like, people tag people and send them to people. And then big accounts took them and sometimes credited me, sometimes didn't. Mm-hmm. Um but it was a lot about like eating and, you know, how you eat a lot on weekends. And then during the week, you like eat salad on the weekend. You eat, you know, bagels and pizza all day and, you know, bloatedness. And everyone like relates to, you know, struggles that we have with our body that ca- are funny. Like it's so fun. If my friend texts me and is like, I feel so fat. I ate seven ice creams. I'll like lull my ass off. It's so funny to me you know, eating and, and, you know, then feeling bad about it or not feeling bad about it or allowing yourself to pig out and eat pizza. And I love that. And I feel like a lot of people relate to, to stuff about like food and weight. So it started kind of like that turning into like more Then stories became a thing. Mm -hmm. So I think I like showed who I am. Then it was like, wait, I love reality TV and celebrities. Maybe I should like share that with these people who follow me. So it became that too. And now you're doing a lot of recapping, which I love. You do. So you have your closed captioning on your screen (laughs) and then you're doing video. So I feel like I am constantly, but I do it after I watch the show. Mm. So I'll watch your recaps of shows. Oh, really? So what's your favorite on and off Bravo? What's your favorite show to recap? Well, my baby and and pine like what started me on this recapping was Bachelor. Vanderpump Rules. Oh, great, great, great. It was Vanderpump. What happened with Vanderpump Rules is one of my followers was like, "Do you watch Vanderpump Rules?" And I was like, "No." They were like, "You have to watch it." And it's like something I understood like how critical this was. Mm-hmm. Like it was important. So many people were saying this to me, and this person came at the right day, at the right time, where I was like, "Episode one, season one." You know, let's let's fucking do this. And I don't know why I thought it was, like, okay to come to people seven years later and be like, oh, my God, Jax is, like, being so mean to Stassi. That's, like, so crazy. Like, how no one, like, literally, like, was like, bitch, like, no, you're seven years late. Jax is, like, married. And no one ruined it for me. No one even said, like, Jax and Stassi break up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Crazy. Like, Kristen and Tom like if someone started posting season one and like I saw Kristen and Tom together I'd be like what's wrong with you it feels impossible I cannot believe (laughs) that they were together for so many years I cannot believe that they lived together I cannot believe that it was actually true that Jackson Kristen (laughs) fucked on Tom's couch Uh, watching drive or whatever imagine being me in 2000 and you know early 2019 discovering this shit show for the first time being like, you guys, this is the craziest reality television ever. Five cheating scandals in one episode. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just, it, so that was when my recapping was like, and obviously I wouldn't keep doing it if I wasn't getting like positive responses and people were liking it and wanting me to do more. But Vanderpump was, first of all, my baby in that. It's what brought me into Bravo, like the whole world of Bravo, mm-hmm. much like, that's what put me like really like in Bravo. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I always watch housewives and stuff, but this was like a, a obsession a, an obsession. And also a, like I really felt at the time and it's, I'm, I'm trying to be cause I, at the time I'll say, cause I'm on season eight right now, you guys, I don't know. I don't know that we can compare it to, you know, season one, 
through three, for example. It feels like it's the hardest watch that I have during, before, and after of any show on Bravo right now. And I will say that Shaw's to me is better. In that Shaw's, I might feel bad about myself before I press play when I'm watching it when I'm like these are horrible people like why are we celebrating but then I watch it I'm like you know what they fucking suck me in like there's shit happening there's craziness they're breaking down the fourth wall a little bit and showing how people are using their social media to bury other people it's it's, I love breaking of the fourth wall love it but then pump I'm watching it and I'm like this feels so manufactured. The most recent episode with that bullshit of Tom Sandoval doing those commercials that I thought I got what they were doing. Like it were, they were trying to be like Bachelor in Paradise, like try, trying to be cheeky. It didn't work. It wasn't successful. And I feel like why are we I cannot believe that Jackson and Brittany haven't gotten married yet. This is going to be the longest stretch of a wedding that I could not care less about in the entirety of Bravo <laughs> weddings. I hate both of these people. I think they are trash garbage. If you guys follow me on Patreon at the most recent patreon i just like a fire was lit after i recorded did he block you no i don't tag him in anything okay um but i've I've seen like all of his tweets are like he now uses a cross emoji because we all just need to know that jesus comes from within or whatever the fuck (laughs) except like not from within him he he's a monster and what they're doing is people look at homophobia and they think oh homophobia is saying i hate gay people no i mean that is sure an aspect of it but homophobia and uh, supporting a homophobic environment is not standing up for allies when you need to, when there's something at risk and bearing people and using bisexuality as an insult laugh line, I think is horrifying. I think they are both horrible garbage people. And can we just get the wedding over with so we can go back to life? And well said, Sarah. Sorry. I love it. I didn't know you were so savage. I mean, yeah, I'm a little bit cut there. I'm on like a zero. Fo- I'm having a zero fucks morning, <laughs> having off the zero fucks week. I love it because I think I've realized how awful Jax is with the pastor thing. Yeah. I always knew he was like a dick. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. obviously he's a dick. Like, right. If anyone says he's not like, whatever, you yeah. don't know anything. Um, And I think I put this. Um, I this is a realization I also came to with this season is like when Brittany got so upset about uh, people like mocking her marrying him and Brittany don't do it which like it was so dumb like yeah. doesn't she get that it's a joke and like everyone does it and like I felt like and I said this to my followers too I was like listen I know this is unpopular unpopular opinion because I do think Brittany is very loved as like the sweet Kentucky girl I think she you know, is on this train with Jax because she wanted to be part of the success. Like that's 100% what I think. So people would say that to me on Andy Scrolls, let's say like a season, two seasons, maybe two seasons ago. And I would be like, I don't see, I I was surprised. There was, I can't remember who it was, but someone was like, Brittany is the, my least, uh, I like her the least out of anybody in the show. And I was always surprised because I was like, Brittany, like she just seemed like someone that was sort of almost like manipulated into this relationship. And now I'm getting it. Mm. Like sometimes I was like that with Phaedra on Atlanta where I didn't see the wheels turning as well as other people. And now it's like a couple years later and I'm like, oh my God, that is exactly right. Like I, first I was wrong. Number two, if you look back and think about the trajectory of their relationship, of course there's a reason she's marrying them. Of yeah. course there's a reason that including the and show, but aside from the show. supports it. Right. Which well, I feel like her family is also like, you'll have a good life. You know, he has money now. Like he has cars. Like 
they made a lot of people are surprised they bought homes you guys eight seasons they saved up they lived in shitholes like let's remember they paid you know ariana i remember told me her apartment with tom was like fourteen hundred dollars or something they were mm-hmm. paying seven hundred dollars they saved up for years to be able to do this so they have money you know and, what i mean and also there's a reason that those two homes katie and schwartz and jacks and Brittany's look identical because i think that they got some kind of crazy massive discount oh, to be think? in valley village i feel like every time they show valley village i'm like i feel like this is an ad for wh- whomever is the developer of this and good for them by the way they probably got it like half off or some sort of crazy discount yeah which god bless but also why is this show so bad and i feel like dana was a great addition i initially felt weird about her now i'm like okay fine mm-hmm. um I, my only thing is like Ease us into the new people. Yeah. Don't make them the, like, they, the, the only storyline right now is like Dana and Max and they're both new. Do you get what I'm saying? Right. If Dana was fucking, uh, Sandoval, I mean, it wouldn't make sense because he's with Ariana, but one of the OGs, then okay, make it a main storyline. You're showing us two new people. Let us like ease into them. I don't need to see them in their pajamas right away going to sleep and she's like in a thong or whatever. Let me ease in. I don't care about Charlie at all. I don't want to see her on a date with Brett. Talking about how she hasn't eaten guacamole or something or an avocado, which makes avocado or pasta, which is so strange. So annoying because she thinks she's funny. That's the problem is when people come on the show and they (laughs) think they're funny and they're not, but they're not funny enough for me to laugh. Because it's a second because comedians do this right if something's funny they'll say it again mm-hmm. the fact that you didn't eat pasta isn't fun like you shouldn't be repeating it more than once and, and like what's the point of saying because you think you look like quirky skinny? like this isn't whimsical know. this isn't like whimsy <laughs> to me like oh my god you guys i've never had penne <laughs> can you imagine your personality is like i haven't had spaghetti before oh like god. what happened in your life to make you so think? bad my myers-briggs is that i haven't had rigatoni i agree with you so much that it's manufactured and sadly because i I told you they're my babies i love them they you know i i'm rooting for them i mean not love them all but i love the show and i mean let's put aside the obvious things that they have money now obviously different from them living in you know it was much more relatable then Mm -hmm. i mean not relatable because i'd always be like i don't drink that much or like cheat Mm -hmm. on people um maybe i should like maybe that's fun you know um i definitely felt like i don't drink enough i was like i should drink more like i remember really (laughs) feeling that like i was you know when you get sucked into a binge and you're like if i was watching Mad Men, like i'd be smoking a bag of cigarettes and like (laughs) like that's what i did with Mad Men. i'm like so easily influenced um but i think i mean they're all getting hair and makeup done before each scene, you know, eyelash extensions, like the whole ship. That's even like, how can I take it seriously when I know you got prepared for the scene for 45 minutes, your hair is in place. You have eyelash extensions. You have the whole shebang. We, you know, I I remember seeing on, on Instagram, like people posting like, um, one of the scenes at Tom Tom, like how it looks with the cameras. Oh yeah. Do you remember? And I was like, Oh my God. And, but I will say this. I talk to a lot of Vanderpump people. It's for real. You mean cast? Yeah. It's for real. I'll post recaps and I'll get DMs from the cast who were in the the specific um, altercation being like still angry about it, telling me about it, wanting me to understand their side. And I'm like, no, they're legit like that. Like even if there had to be a reshoot and even if it's not, it feels manufactured, it's real. I also feel like that's an indicator, the reality of it, plus the success and and 
popularity and and financial growth that they've been able to have from it it makes me think that this is not an endless kind of show there are franchises on bravo that can continue to exist and go on and on and on and i would put housewives as like the number one there because people are constantly coming in coming out Mm -hmm. you're following someone's life and this is because it started with a core group of friends and those friends going through their struggle and then like growing up mostly together at one at some point we're going to reach the the point of like maturity where we're going to see that Jax is going to be 45 and still human garbage. And now he's got a kid and is going through a divorce and whatever happens with Katie and Schwartz, whatever. But it's, we've sort of seen enough of this. Yeah. Like if we're pretending this is like the Bravo Truman show, like it's sadly, I agree. They've reached the door. Especially because aside from Stassi, no one's really doing anything aside from the show. Yeah, I don't know that they've been able to monetize it as successfully as she has. Not even monetize because they're making money, but like... Brand? Yeah, anything. Like, Katie had the pucker and pout. She doesn't have that. I don't think she's doing that anymore. She had like a blog thing. On a different scale, Tom and Ariana with the cocktail right. book, which I actually think is adorable and would is. Lo- I need to buy I it, but I don't am make cocktails. team Ariana and Tom this season for sure ariana you know and i said this to her when she was on my podcast too like she intimidated me when she first came on and i was like she thinks she's better and blah 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 she came off as super cold but she is the nicest sweetest person on the show i think and i think she's real and i think she's really struggling for real there um and i think her and tom aren't there anymore with those people do you get what i mean like i think they moved on i think they're not truly true friends to each other anymore you know what they think you know what i mean um and i'm team sandoval so many people were so mad at him from the stassi thing with the book signing to this uh pastor thing and i'm like this group has literally done disgusting things to each other. Like Jax literally fucked Kristen when Tom was sleeping and they were best friends and Kristen was best friends with Stassi. So you're going to tell me Tom is like Satan for saying, Hey Jax, which is what housewives do all the fucking time. Say, Hey, I heard blah, blah, blah. No one gets mad at anyone for that. You know what I mean? When people spill other people's shit, they know that's part of the show. You need to like bring the drama. So you're like, hey, I heard so-and-so said, why do people get so mad at Sandoval for bringing something up? I don't know. And I feel like Jax has been throwing him under for years. Yeah. And and finally succeeding, I feel like. Yeah. Although I think that the audience overall is definitely on Sarah. Really? And are they anti, are they anti Tom and pro Jax or just anti Tom? You know what I'm saying? Like, are, are they like thinking like about it Jax as a team? Get, gets like, the I don't sh- think he really? gets so much. I think the pastor thing, and it, sadly I'll say this, I didn't get a lot of messages about like, you know, uh, justifying the way I feel. Cause what I was saying is 
I agree 100% with Tom, you know, that be, they would continue with that pastor unless the only reason they didn't was because people Lisa, found out about it. Lisa. The, the second time people found out about it. The first time she responded on watch what happens. Her castmates all clapped around her except for Ariana. And Sheena like looked at Ariana at least while she was clapping and they didn't, they weren't going to do a fucking thing until it became more viral when people were calling so out why Lisa are, for supporting it. That's indirectly. weird that, you you see that you see that they wouldn't and i was saying like what's so hard like he's a family friend but if you find out that he's an awful you find out yeah i'm doing air quotes change the fucking pastor no they don't they don't they want their it's as jack said it's like it's all about me like they want their wedding (laughs) how they want it and they don't feel they feel like homophobia can be best compared to having an opinion and everybody should hear each other and we don't have to agree and i just think that there's a line when it comes to like racism misogyny sexism homophobia like we cannot pretend that it's okay for some person to have an opinion that affects another person's actual value of life like that's where I draw the line where I'm like no it's not about like we all have an opinion and should come together I'm like no you need to call that shit out yeah like so I agreed I was team Ariana and and I think Tom I think Jax got so mad mm -hmm. because he thought it's all about the way they look on the show yeah you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and that was what what was so obvious and it wasn't breaking the fourth wall but it was him getting up so dramatically and saying to Tom I'm not gonna talk about this right now because I don't want that to be my storyline right the the subtext is their cameras here you're doing this on purpose because you want me to look bad on camera to the people I took care of it I fixed my image I took Lance Bass this is under the rug this is old news and Tom brought it back to life what I hated to see was everyone screaming at him and, you know, protecting poor Brittany. Yeah. It was sick. What are you protecting her from? Like, what's happening? She was screaming at, at Jax to beat him up. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. It was very shocking to me. And I was disappointed in some people, uh, some of the cast that, like, you know, Lala, aren't you feminist? Right? Like number one. Yeah. Um, Katie usually yeah. has more. Yeah. It's like, poor Brittany, like, don't tell her, you know, pastor is, you know, what? Like, and, and then going from who said it, I think uh, James is making kind of funny remarks. James's impersonations are everything I've I ever needed in my entire life. But I love that he also was like, you're going from a homophobic, homophobic pastor to the most like out gay person in like pop culture like that's funny like that's a little like look how good we look now mom and it's a little late and it's a little late so I don't buy it I think like saying they didn't know is bullshit obviously Tom and Ariana kept saying you knew we tagged you and shit you would put up your names it would come up so it it does sadden me that I have to say the general response from my followers not in a bad way Um, no one was telling me like you're wrong or whatever, but I could tell that it wasn't like, yeah, Tom is right. And Ariana is right. And, and it was kind of like, yeah, it didn't feel like the people felt so strongly about, um, how they acted. So so you feel very strongly about pump rules. You're going to continue to watch, but you don't enjoy it as much as like OG. But when you were talking, I think you were saying really like valid things. Like I, can't see it continuing so far and I don't know because then I asked myself an internal important question 
if let's say all the OGs left and we yes. stayed with like new people, if I would watch. Well, the problem, I mean, again, the problem for them is that the show popped off because of a very specific group of people. Right. Now, while their circumstances have changed, they are still friends. At, right. And they are still those people. So what happens when they start to go? Like, what are you left with and why was it magical? I had someone that slid into my DMs that said that they were told, I'm so sorry, I forget who this was, but that they were told that uh the Vegas cocktail garden bullshit like there's a true spinoff that's gonna happen oh really but I don't know because you know how they have like a online platform or an app or something that they're starting to shift stuff to or they're oh. doing more like online content like I don't, Stassi's show yeah, did I you never, watch it I didn't I heard it isn't very good yeah it's kind of what I thought yeah I also feel like at a certain point there are certain things that I can't do like I can't do the new below deck I didn't do the original below deck this season like I just can't. Would I can't you do, do a show. show with like new Vanderpump people? I, it's not that I wouldn't uniformly. I just don't think what's working now is enough yeah. for the show to continue to be something. You're that's so worth right it. about that. And it's funny because when I had uh, Katie on, I remember she was like, you know, Vanderpump will continue forever. She was like, my ashes <sighs> will be spread at the back. Uh, parking Tom, Tom. lot of uh, <laughs> sir of sir that's a line that's a good she line. said a good it line. is a good line I feel like that's like her line good for her um, good for her for having something for yeah um, she's got that one thing oh my god the thing yeah I I hoped more for more from them you know what I mean like I think Stasi is hustling like do you remember at BravoCon let me take a minute do you remember at BravoCon at the VPR panel first of all the moderator sorry woman but like no <laughs> I don't know who it I didn't go to it. I was at something. I know I didn't go to it because I thought it was just going to be the 60 minute. Bye. I know. I thought it was just going to be guys. the 60 minute premiere. And there was something else that was in that. First I of think, all, you didn't watch the premiere there. No, no, because I was like, I don't give a shit about seeing something a month in advance when I could be seeing live panels. There was something happening. I think, it was a time? Pro- I think there was a producer panel and I was like, I have to go to that. And for me, giving up an hour to see something that I'm more than happy to watch in a month and having that be an hour of a two hour block made no sense. Mm. but so it sounds like it was fantastic well a i feel like watching the premiere in like a room of with other people felt really because we were laughing like i don't laugh really by myself when i watch vanderpump you know but it was like things that sheena like her edits like everyone was laughing sweet poor like literally and figuratively poor sheena can't get a break poor sheena the the editors loved editing her her. yeah burying her um But so that it was fun. But then they came out and the panel was kind of that's what I'm saying. It wasn't too good. But what I was shocked at and like I went alone, you guys. So I was literally like looking around me like, oh, my God, you guys. Right. And like no one was looking at me. But um, the 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 moderator was like, so like who's no, she asked the audience. She goes, audience, like who's the most famous here? Like the most popular person. The whole audience unanimously. I'm like, okay. And then she goes to the cast and is <gasps> like, what do you guys think? Katie? Stassi. Okay, that's shady, which is Ka- good. Katie, Stassi, uh, uh, Brittany, Stassi, blah, blah, blah. The only people who didn't say Stassi were... Uh, Stassi, maybe? To no, be humble? She said oh, me. okay. Great. 
Uh, no, <laughs> Humble is in her middle name. Uh, I think Sandoval was like, I don't know. It depends on like the season yeah, or I whatever, which obviously ga- gives them, uh, you know, ammunition against Sandy for like being jealous of her. Yeah. Um, and then they even asked Lisa, the moderator, and Lisa's like, well, you know, I can't cheat. Okay, Stassi. And I was like, I am mortified. I am cringing. You know, it's just so like, it doesn't make sense to me for one person to be, she's not, you know, like with the Kardashians, like, yeah, Kim started this whole shit, whatever, even though Kylie's surpassing her. But um, I really hoped more for more from like the rest of the cast. Stassi's doing mad shit. What are you doing? Yeah, I mean, if we're going to talk about the future of the franchise and how these like personalities in some ways have curdled, hers has been the easiest to expand where it's like, I take no bullshit and I watch Game of Thrones and I'm like funny and sassy and sometimes hurtful. But like, that's me. Like they haven't been able to because I don't think people connected to them. I don't know if it's the age or the fact that it's a lot of women that watch pump rules or whatever, but people see themselves in Stassi or wish that they were as unfiltered as Stassi. She's kind of like the good witch version of Brandy Glanville where people sort of like, but then Brandy Glanville, like, like completely bananas bonkers, like went way too far. Whereas with Stassi, she's still kind of towing that line where even if she's bratty, it's like, she still can be funny. You know, you can. She is funny. The thing is, I feel like there's a real uh, disconnect between, for me, like Stassi on Vanderpump is like, so funny has amazing one-liners analogies from the beginning of the show. Well, she's generously edited. You think so? Yeah. Wait, what were you going to say? No, that I'm just saying, like, I think, like, following her on social media, mm-hmm. I don't get the same experience. You know what I mean? Like, I get, like, basic AF and all those things, but I don't feel like she's, like, too... She's not, like, funny on social... Do you get what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. I feel like her podcast, I think I listened to, like, an episode, probably had... She's She comes out more of, like, mm-hmm. who she is on her podcast, but on, like, Instagram, where she's, like, the most followed and, like, loved out of the whole cast, which is another thing. So, anyway, I feel like on Instagram, I don't get to see, like, that part of her personality, the, like, funny, witty... Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I see, like, look at my shoes that it sparkle, which, like, I less connect to. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. It's a little bit more... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more fashion-based than anything else, and I do think she's generously edited. Okay, we have talked about pump rules and I die for pump rules, but I need to get your thoughts on all things housewives. So which franchises do you watch that are on and off air? Like, which are your go-tos? Well, New Jersey and New York. Are your top two? Yeah. Only two, sold Only two. two, top two, sold two. Do you follow other franchises because there might be something that pops off on the show that you'll want to like sass about on social or do you kind of stay away from I it? I stay away because I feel like that's on, that's on unfair because you, you don't know? have the context yeah because i remember what what's that guy's name david whatever that he Bador, yeah his with ass the- <laughs> i have it saved on my camera roll for a rainy day i have black china's vagina okay so beach <laughs> oh, no. it um but so so many followers i guess you know that don't exactly know what i watch it send me that and talk about it and whatever so like i looked into it i got the gist but i'm not gonna like make an opinion when i don't watch the show mm-hmm but um, so, yeah. So I don't know. Is it weird that I'm like East Coast only? No, I think that's really I think it makes a lot of sense also because you track so many other f- goings on uh, reality shows that are off Broadway. Bra- Broadway. <laughs> Broadway. <laughs> oh <my God>. Hello. <laughs> um, that are off Bravo that it makes sense that you're like targeting. Yeah. Your loves. Have you watched other 
earlier seasons of other franchises or are you completely having it all completely haven't so og of the oc you know that's vicky you don't know that's vicky. no i do i do but I you don't know vicky. like cancer gate necessarily no oh, God. or puppy gate for beverly hills well that you're kind of lucky so jersey had did you start watching jersey season one i think so with uh with thick as thieves yes. was that season one caroline manzo i it was I one or two i think it was them. one i loved gangster jersey like the gangsterier the better to me <laughs> you know like dina manzo uh jacqueline who went berserk bez- bez- yeah she's not bez- bez- jacqueline doesn't live here anymore like literally she lives in Vegas and her parents <laughs> oh, house really like also figuratively I because um, I liked her for and then she I was like oh my god you're going crazy but when they used to go get their hair down at Chateau and talk shit it was magical <laughs> no it was those seasons were like these are like no they're in the mafia like that's what the husbands do for real do you know what I mean it mm-hmm. felt like so like Jersey mm-hmm. like what did Caroline Manzo's husband do like he's in the mafia well, um, he would say that he owns and operates the Brownstone, a catering banquet hall in see what I'm saying, Lakes. He's There's some stuff that might be Money laundering off. for the cartel. So how do you... <laughs> the Italian cartel. Um, they're dealing with that pasta that that girl in Pump Rolls has no idea exists. Um, so what are your thoughts on the new cast of Jersey, which essentially came into being last season and is blown up and out which is season. basically um the introduction jennifer. of jackie and jennifer margaret josephs to oh, a different margaret. extent first of all margaret is so good that it almost feels like she's an og even though she's not she's you a spiritual I mean? she's like the dorinda of jersey she legit legit and i love that like the pigtails went away like mm-hmm. we don't need that forever i love margaret i think she's a real one i think she's a good friend i i love everything about her um i jackie i actually was I don't think I knew how I felt about her. Like if I cared so much, if she like brings anything really to the table until I had her on my podcast and she really surprised me. Like she was cool AF. Cool as in as she a was person. funnier than you as thought a, she would funnier, be. Funnier. Grounded. Everything. Everything. She just like, I feel like on the show, she sort of is like, I don't know, like kind of one dimensional um, and her lips annoy me on the show and they like protrude way I think she fixed it on the reunion. She looked good. Good for her. Good for her. Um, I think there are genuine friendships there now, which I like. I think Melissa, um, Margaret and Jackie are like really, really good friends. Mm-hmm. I like that Melissa found her like people that she likes. Cause I think that Melissa like fucking hates Teresa, like deep down. You know what I mean? I feel like, um, Dolores, who's like Melissa Gorga. I feel like she doesn't really love her either. So I, I'm happy that Melissa found her people. I think Jennifer gave great TV, but like her on the reunion, I was like, bitch, trying to get a contract, like chill out. Okay. So I posed the question to folks on IG where all, all good questions are asked and answered. Whose side are you on Melissa versus Jennifer? And I was fascinated with the results. Uh, Wait, are you talking just about that at the reunion she accused her of having fake storylines? Um, yeah. Like whose, whose side are you are specific to the reunion, but you can take that any way you want. Mm-hmm. Like this is, I'm asking this on the heels of the reunion, but like, tell me your thoughts if there's something else related to an earlier episode or, or the overall trajectory. 70% said Melissa, 30% said Jennifer. And I want to get your thoughts on this because I have been 
thinking about it on a loop since the reunion happened. And I have to say that I this isn't going to make a ton of sense to you because it's sort of Dallas specific. But I watched the first 15 minutes of the reunion and got the exact opposite, but at the same time, sort of identical response to it that I did watching the first 15 minutes of the Dallas reunion, which was a time in which during part one of the Dallas reunion, Andy went after Leanne so hard and so succinctly and in such a way that I thought it was going to be like, wait until the tail end and like until the last five minutes of part three, I wasn't expecting it to come in so hot that I was transfixed. And I was transfixed fixed in a similar way, watching Jennifer come in so hot in such an almost not unexplainable way, but like she was going to, it felt like she just decided to go all cylinders fired or whatever the fuck you want to say. You know, like she went in so hard, so tight, so loud, so energetic, so ballsy, so ballsy from the jump. Like I was thinking she would do something part two if it was a three parter, but she started so hot. Why do you think? Because she wants, she wanted to like make a moment. Yeah. She was like, I'm just going to do whatever the fuck I want. And I cannot believe the amount of love that I feel for Jennifer that I absolutely didn't feel last season. Wait, you feel love for her? I know. I know I'm in the minority. I think she is so fucking entertaining and she's having so much fun that even if she's coming off really hard, I am completely charmed by it. I know I'm in the minority. I think it's, she's so funny no, she's just she's like gives zero fucks and she wants to be she loves this show she watched this show she's now on the show and she's not giving up her shot she's not yeah that's 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 the biggest point here and she's i mean more to like more than jackie she's really like listen i bring the fucking drama like you'll want to keep me i throw shit i break shit i i bring shit up with like this if i went on I'd be scared of like to the OGs, you know, I'd want them to like me. Mm-hmm. She won over Teresa, which is like the most important OG to win over. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what kind of gives her also like the confidence. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like Teresa loves her. She was fucking talking shit to Melissa and Teresa was sitting there with a smirk on her face. BCC Dolores, PS. <laughs> BCC Dolores. And Andy even goes to Teresa like, how do you feel about her? And she goes, well, that's her opinion. <laughs> Imagine your like family member, close friend. Someone was like, Sarah's an awful person. She's all fake. She's disgusting. What do you think, Amanda? And I'd be like, listen, like they think that <laughs> that's so awful. I would be like, no, she's a wonderful person. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she's not fake. She keeps it real. Like you're that gonna just defend, shows right? you the relationship between Teresa and Melissa and how even. Oh, my God. My favorite. My favorite. I just got goosebumps. You guys goosebumps. The breaking of the fourth wall with the last episode with uh, um, Teresa getting so mad at the producers for my mom talked to me about this and I was like explaining to her because she didn't get it. My mom didn't get that she because what happened basically for those of you who need a refresher, Danielle Staub met Melissa. How like candid and natural was that meeting, by the way? (laughs) Like she would so meet up with her. Um, Melissa was telling her her contract wasn't being renewed. <laughs> basically, literally what she was doing. You're not going to be a friend of, so bye. bye. Um, and Danielle told her. Danielle, what did you say? Cylinders something? All loose, cylinders. All cylinders fired. loose. I don't know. I don't you think know, I'm saying that correctly. Talking, she was just like, I'm going to take this by the balls. Whatever. And she was like, well, Teresa told me to do it. Now, if the amazing uh, Bravo people, producers, whatever didn't show us the clip where Teresa's literally going to Danielle 
yeah, yeah, pull Margaret's hair, no one would have believed Danielle. Margaret even said, like, oh, I don't believe it. Probably what happened that we don't see is that it was corroborated by, like, producers who were like, mm, we have the clip. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because then why else would Teresa stand there, like, in shock, basically admitting to it? Like, she knew it was going to be shown. I think if production got involved, they got involved with Melissa on the van ride to Mar- to whomever Dolores is like rented house yeah. for the night or whatever to when Melissa's like is this true and they're like yeah it is and I think that Teresa didn't have the benefit of even thinking to herself do they have the footage she was going off the fact that she couldn't respond she didn't know how to respond in the moment and a flat denial wouldn't have done it like she just I don't know if, if it's a part of her personal or maybe she or knew what. that Melissa wouldn't confront her mm-hmm. if Melissa wasn't sure Mm -hmm. that it was legit yeah so that's when Teresa flipped off the the camera people screamed through shit but surprisingly wasn't angry at Melissa like to her face Mm -hmm. like that's what I'm saying people know how this shit works like we're on tv shit gets aired out we bring it up you know what I mean? Like, read the Jack's Sandoval pastor thing. Like, I feel like Teresa could have been like, Melissa, why are you bringing it up? You know what I mean? Do you think that's why she wasn't defending her on the reunion? It could be, but I think that they always have boiling shit. I think they never really liked each other. I think um, they never truly, like, Teresa isn't Melissa's type of person. You know what I mean? I agree with you, but I have to say that the truths that they now have, where it's like, we can fight with each other, we can be catty, but we're not going to try to disturb the relationships with Teresa and Joe's parents or anything else. They've decided like, we're not going to go to the bottom where we have before. And I think that they have a mutual respect where even if they don't love each other in the sense of like, I want you to be my best friend, they still have love for each other that I don't think they ever had before Melissa came on the show. It was very strange. Danielle used that to alienate um, Teresa from the cast by bringing up Melissa who hadn't been a housewife at that point as a way to fuck with her during a reunion like there is a history here that these women hated each other for a long time mm-hmm. then Melissa joined the show tree was very at at Melissa uh, mad at Melissa for joining and mad at f- production for approaching really? her and Kathy and now they're at a point where they're like okay Teresa has been to federal prison for a year her mother died Joe is stuck in fucking Italy or whatever country he goes to to like meet up with whomever or whatever but he can't go back to the United States possibly forever and they've realized and Teresa has realized that as she has grown as a person and been like less of a twat there are benefits to that like I think Teresa was isolating herself from her entire family a lot of that might have been manipulation by her husband P.S. but she decided to hold a grudge and do things that weren't appropriate I think why Watching that scene in that moment with Teresa, how can you not feel that she did what Melissa accused her of during Strippergate? You know, like, yeah. I, it's hard to watch it and be like, oh, but that other stuff was totally bullshit made up and didn't happen. She had no. You have to understand that there's a connection here. But I also think that Teresa has actually truly grown as a person and so there are two feelings that I had that I cannot believe if you'd asked me two years ago I would have said go fuck yourself one is that I feel empathy for Teresa and don't have like an immediate visceral hatred when I love see her, her four do- daughters I love her four daughters <laughs> I like love her four daughters <laughs> and I love that she's like taking these like little steps towards yeah. setting boundaries and with her strange husband she, yeah that's what I was gonna say she really shone yes with how she was with Joe and how like 
we haven't been through that, but that's like, you can understand that. There's no going back, like, from what Joe did, what he put her through, and what he's still not taking ownership for. Like, there's not one person who's like, Teresa, like, bone him tonight. You know, like, we get it. Like, if he sat there and cried, but he's literally like, oh, like, everyone does it. Like, you're in the hills of, like, some Italian... You're not in, like, Milano. Like, you're not in, like, where are you? Like, there's no... you. Did you see the hotel they stayed at? They stayed at a fucking I motel. Know. Like, you're not in, like, prime location over here, Joe. Like, you fucked up and you're being... You're in denial that this is, like, the way it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? Like, no. Like, imagine, like, going from the castle he lived at to, like, the hills of... An actual castle. <laughs> the castle of Franklin Lakes to, like, the wherever he's in now. And he should feel very fucking fortunate that he at least had a huge extended family and spoke the language where he was uh, shuffled off because not everybody had that kind of but privilege. I, I agree with you because I feel like I never really liked Teresa and I feel like... There were moments um, where she kind of gained my empathy and my like, okay, like, and, and listen, she's a good mother. She is taking care of her children. They both are. That, that moves me. You know what I mean? I feel like Joe is an awful person, but he's a father. And he's co-parenting for maybe the first time in his entire life. Right. And you can't say that for all fathers. Like there are shitty fathers out there. So I respect his like whatever he d- did and like whatever shitty person he is like his do- his daughter daughters love him you know and that is i mean like point one cannot believe this that i feel the kind of empathy for Teresa that i do point two is i am fucking charmed and entertained by jennifer aiden md if you spiritual would say, md if you would say entertained shit stirring i'd be like okay if you're like charmed i'm i'm sure i just think she's so listen guys i need to just read some satchels because i know i'm in the minority here okay so a satchel of goals from luanda in detroit jennifer behaves like the bully she's trying to protect her daughter from i don't know if she's bullying do you think she's bullying i don't think she's bullying but i get that sense i I think she stirred a lot of shit but the 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 franchise can probably thank her because i don't know what else would have gone down this season aside from the danielle thing oh yeah 100 like she brought it uh another uh jen related satchel from jen in jersey city jennifer is literally the craziest i totally don't get how she doesn't think she's a bully she was in attack mode from the moment she got on stage again i'm she not she was in attack mode though she was in attack mode but i just thought it was fucking like hilarious. why would she come for melissa like why did she decide to come for melissa and say like and wait, Sarah. Though to talk about like babies, like that's a t- that's something you don't talk about. So here's where so I... to talk about like if you want a baby or don't want a baby, that's like that. I feel like that's something you don't touch. Like you can be loudmouth, you can be whatever. Yeah, I totally hear you. And here's where I think she fucked up on her delivery a little bit. She was saying that this was all manufactured, and that's when I started screaming because I was like, oh my god, this is completely manufactured. I felt like it was completely manufactured. Yeah, a but lot of she people fucked did. up when she was like, it's because she's too self-absorbed because I think either she thought she couldn't say it's directly for the show or whatever. Mm. So she was coming up with these other reasons that I don't think made as much sense and were mm. as powerful. So she said she's self-absorbed and then whatever about career yada yada whereas I wanted her to say like relating to the garbage truck that never meant anything or envy she did 
Well, a, a list, a viewer did, and then she was like, "Hallelujah, Amen." Oh, a but I wanted did. her, I wanted her to be like in the moment. You did this for the show to stay on the show, mm. which I think she could have done. Which, yeah, that's she the was thing. like seventy percent there, but then she fucked it by using these things that didn't make sense by saying like, "Someone told me that you are very self-absorbed." Like that's not as powerful as saying it's manufactured. A lot of people agree with you, but you don't pull it in from how are you going to parent? That's where you get right, fucked up. Right, 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 right. But I mean, again, this goes, it's like real life. Like, why would someone just come for someone? Yeah. But then we have to remember, like, this is TV. That's what's happening. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, because as a normal, you know, day to day person, I'm like, why would she just come in so hard, come for Melissa, tell her all this shit when Melissa didn't do anything to her at that moment. But then it's like, wait, this is a reality TV show. That's like part of the game. Um, But I I agree with you. I think most people do, though, Sarah. I think so many people thought the baby um, right. thing was... It didn't make any sense. It didn't make sense. It just didn't make sense in the context that I think the production is trying to figure out how to use Melissa when so much of Melissa's power is related to just her genuine, obvious, literal relationship with Teresa mm-hmm. and the fact that she's married to Joe. And Joe is very charismatic. Mm. And so what do you do with Melissa? Like, when we know her family life, because we have spent... It's easier to, to for uh, Margaret to talk about bankruptcy for Jen Aiden to talk about whatever with Bill and kids and the amazing moving um, element and story relating to her mom and brother finding oh, themselves cried, yeah. amazing. But with Melissa, it's like she's been on the show for a long time. Like what are you bringing? What are you bringing? What are you doing? And it feels like the stuff that she is doing is kind of I can see artificial that. I can see that I have a satchel from Josh in Seattle Jen is messy in her delivery but spot on in her assessment of Melissa mm. she's pretty but boring and hasn't brought any actual to- story to the show since her feud with Teresa she's like a Cynthia I don't mind them being around but she doesn't bring anything of substance to the show she's been peddling fake and contrived storylines for years but would be a good friend of and there's an element of Melissa where I'm like see people think that I think she would be a good friend of because I think that her responses sometimes in very, very heightened moments, like in the specific moments with Danielle, when there's a fight, when something else is happening, she's really, she's dynamic, she's charismatic and she's powerful, but I don't think she can carry a storyline because I don't think that there's anything naturally going on in her life that requires one. And if we're struggling with Dolores this season where it's like, are you going to fuck your ex-husband? No. Okay, cool. Bye. Like what else is there? Like that's going on. Like you're with this guy, David, who's like walking all over you. You're admitting it. Everybody else sees it. I don't really care about whether or not you guys are going to get married because it doesn't feel like this is a relationship going anywhere yeah. where marriage will mean anything for you. So but like if we're going to have that critique against Dolores, how can we not have it with Melissa? Right. It right. doesn't make any no, sense No, you're to me. making really, really good points. And I think that the general public agrees with that. I think Jen's, you're right, delivery was off. And also she came in like way too hot, but also like ballsy. Like, let's talk about this. Like, new people are usually a little bit more, you know, like careful and a little bit more like kissing ass. And she gives zero fucks. You know what I mean? She fucked with Jackie at the beginning. And I was like, okay, you're both new. Like Mm -hmm. that makes sense. And Margaret last season where it was like, that's the most new. Yeah. Yeah. But like coming from Melissa and like not caring, you know, if like maybe Teresa would, you know, have Melissa's back, but that, I mean, it's a really good point about Melissa and her fake storylines. I mean, the sister, 
the long lost sister. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. And then Andy mentioned it and she kind of trolled off. And And those scenes with her mom and sisters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel bad, but I don't at all. Not a single person of me does. Like, because it's, I just don't, I mean, she's not, obviously, it's weird for me to even say her delivery was bad when it's like, sure, there are things that she said that I completely disagreed with towards the tail end when it got into the stuff with Margaret and her kids. That's when I was like, oh, Jen, this is not yeah. the fight. But the, be- the oh, stuff good. at the beginning. Oh, you you had them? Okay. <laughs> now I know. Now, it's like I what just didn't who know. are you yeah she knew that that was a trigger and was like but I just I just genuinely wanted to know I'm like no I don't totally buy that but the stuff at the beginning I'm like yeah good for you like you joined the show last year you had bad instincts they didn't reflect well on you people didn't weren't necessarily charmed by you you course corrected and if you course corrected too much but it's but we're getting rewarded for that too much of a course correction where it's like you're going way overboard, but it's really funny. Mm-hmm. I have no issue with and that. And she is funny. I mean, she does those those uh, um, imitations pretty well. She did of like the whole group. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember? Like she has real sass. She yeah. has real sass. But I feel like she does take it too far a bunch. But I guess the show needed it this season. We're so grateful to have her. We're so grateful to have her extra. Yeah. I feel like we it's so interesting to me that Jersey has come to the place. Jersey started last season. It seemed like I was in the minority. Everyone really liked it from the jump. And I was very wary of what was happening. And then I got hooked in, I want to say, like halfway through. And then this season from the jump, it's just been like hot, 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 hot. Yeah, it's good. Although I don't know that the reunion. Yeah, the reunion was good. I I was going to take it back and say, like, was it as strong as I thought it was? I mean, we have two more parts. Yeah, I think it was like I think it was I think it was good. This whole bullshit lead up with Danielle. And is she going to get a seat because she's an OG when, sweetie, no one has wanted you to be full time on this show. You're not a cast member. Why do you think you're going to get a special position? And P.S. I'm not going to go on stage unless of course we all know because you're desperate to be there. You will lay on the floor if that's the only position available. And she's in a fucking folding chair or whatever. The Jersey version of it on the side. It's like the worst possible situation. They showed that already yeah they showed a picture of her talking to andy who's like 17 miles away and she's not even on a sectional like oh they God, could have rented a larger couch oh my they God, didn't because we all hate you and i love that the lead up is like i'm not gonna go out there while the makeup artist that does whatever her name is who does like literally every housewife's makeup like she's like in it to win it um is like putting on her shadow i'm not gonna go out there because i'm an original housewife and they tell andy and andy does his like little walk of shame to knock on her door or whatever and we all know what happens and the fact that she's fake retired like why do you think this whole retirement happened yeah why can't we make more waves and be like we're letting a housewife go is that in the contract like well i think it's helpful to her that she again hasn't been a full-time housewife for at least 35 years (laughs) which is magical that they're only on season 10 when i know um yeah, I think that they give them an out, like the Leanne stuff. Leanne was absolutely fired, but they did Leanne from Dallas, but they decide they d- that that she can put out a statement saying she's focused on philanthropy. They let the women leave of their own accord mm. because they are personalities. And who is going to announce in a press release that so and so has been right. fired unless they weren't unless it was like a 
related to maybe like a sexual harassment or something else where they feel like this helps the network and shows that they're like drawing a line. Otherwise, they give women the out. Because we all know if her and if Teresa and Danielle didn't have that explosion, if if they wouldn't have fired her. How so? That's I'm saying because they fought like they're for real not speaking Teresa and Danielle. Right. Like Teresa unfollowed her. Right. Which is why probably she's not asked back because she's actually not friends with everyone. I'm wondering if Danielle didn't out Teresa. Oh, would she still? And they would still be friends if she would be um, still not. I'm sure because there's nothing that hurts Teresa in that dynamic. Like Danielle just shoves her head up Teresa's ass and does whatever the fuck she thinks needs to Wasn't get it done. So funny when they were like arguing who's gonna pay for like a coffee and avocado toast. Like you're supposed to be housewives. Like argue over like who's gonna take you home in a helicopter. And <laughs> it's like it's like a it's a, we're talking about coffee. It's like I got it. No, I got it, honey. Obviously, Danielle was like Danielle doesn't have it. Yeah, Danielle did the fake like reach for wallet move, which I always do and have never once met in my entire life. And Teresa's like, I've got it because I'm making a salary. Like, I've got it because maybe you are technically on a technicality. We're both OGs, but one of us is making money and the other one is being forced out of her ex husband's home where she films kitchen videos oh, I don't know. She's, Does she? she's trying to start a kitchen series oh stop, it's, stop, stop. it's awful i can't it's her dealing with raw meat and it's like this is just what you got from inside your heart and soul this is what remains is like some sort of cow byproduct aye, aye. um so anyway so is jersey your favorite so you said you watch jersey in new york is yeah. jersey your fave well now that you put it like that i don't know because i was telling you before we started that New York, like, I feel like New York fans, like, if I'm like, ugh, the season was a snooze, New York fans are like, they are never a snooze. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People are like, I can watch New York women sleep and be entertained. Mm-hmm. People take it a little far. Where mm-hmm. I'm like, the way you're talking about Melissa, like, we can talk about Sonja, you know? That's what I call her. <laughs> That's what I call her. I'm saying, like, we can say that shit about New York people, too. But, like, I feel like some, like, New York has, like, really obsessive fans. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can't say that. You can't be like, I don't care about Dorinda Robix or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> What's it called? <laughs> that is what I wish that my number one regret about BravoCon. Is not going to her aerobics Was class. not going. And going to the Orange County panel instead. I had no, I thought it was going to be a genuine workout. And I have like this crazy disorder. I can't, my sweating is like all fucked up. So I can't work. So I got nervous that I was going to be in a room with people like literally running. And then I'd feel like a fuck up. And then I saw a video of it. And I was, was like, no, people are like clapping and just watching her. Is it Dorinda Robics? What's it called? I think it's Dorinda Robic. And it looked like the most fun, fun that a person could ever have oh in their God, entire stop. life. I need to hopefully BravoCon happens part two and i that opportunity is but still available do you not feel that though i feel like you're looking at me weird do you not feel no, like i don't people feel are i like, with you yeah oh you disagree yeah i think the best of new york aside from potomac mm-hmm. which is has the benefit of only being for uh, now almost five seasons in versus new york's 12 13 14 whatever the fuck we're on um i think it's 12 I, potomac has the benefit of not having had to go through the sometimes awkward seasons that happen after after several years but I think you you stack New York's worst which I would say is maybe five six potentially seven but I would disagree with myself 
against Jersey's worst, which is five, I want to say, with the Twins and with the Marqueses, the worst people to have ever graced Bravo, aside from maybe Kenya's husband and a couple others. So you're saying New York's worst is still better than other shows? Yes. I got it. And I will say that New York's worst is rewatchable and Jersey's worst mm. literally removed okay. a year of my life. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. But there are diehard. I mean, like, I have I, I consider myself a New York diehard the problem is that like Potomac artistically is at such a point of excellence that it's like it's difficult to argue that New York is the best franchise on TV mm-hmm. when you have Potomac which is truly exemplary and if there was a franchise that you should start watching it's Potomac, it's Potomac and you also don't have to go through 15 seasons of it you only have four and they mm. are nutso like you don't even have to watch the first one you can skip the first season if you want to and watch two three four you're gonna have thoughts on Michael and Ashley Darby's marriage and relationship that we could discuss over the course of like five to 14 hours <laughs> episodes oh, of Andy's girls so who's your favorite New York housewife who's your favorite Orange County uh, not Orange County who's your favorite Jersey housewife. I don't, I don't have a Do you have favorite. a favorite? No. Do you pick favorites? I, I love Margaret. Yeah. So I'll say maybe Margaret right now stands out. Um, New York. Uh, uh, I don't know. Used to be Bethany, but I'm kind of over her. Yeah, I th- I find it fascinating that Bethany decided to insert herself into the Meghan Markle of it all and say, I would never leave a situation or job. She should have known better. Be like me dot com. When Bethany herself up and left this most recent season of New York, like either the day production started or the night before. I feel like shit went or had so hard, like Stassi style, you know? Also, speaking of Jen Aiden, can you fucking believe that Jen Aiden made a Crypt Keeper joke about Bethany Frankel? I forgot that that moment happened. And when they repeated it on the reunion, I was filled with so much admiration and love for Jennifer Aiden, who took on one of the most... Bethany? Bethany Frankel, one of the most successful successful if not the most successful housewife who's beloved people that are bethany stands are too maybe even louder and more aggressive than lvp stands like truly yeah they take it to heart yeah fascinating unbelievable unbelievable that's the thing what i'm saying about jennifer like ballsy not only going after easy like beth like mm, i'd be scared you know what I mean? Yeah. But what do you think this New York is going to be like without Bethany? I don't think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be some weird drunk moments, a lot of darkness. Sonia's not doing great, but the focus is on Dorinda. That's what I'm saying. I you think were they talking need a about through, Melissa. A you were talking about Melissa. What did Sonja bring the last few, you know, drunk, seasons? sloppy mess. Right. She can be funny, but that's why you can have that in small doses, but that can't be the focus of a season. Right. And I'm also nervous about how sensitive production will be around the idea that Luann has the right to do whatever the fuck she wants and is no longer on probation. But the idea that maybe it'll be comical or a joke that she's drinking again. I, I'm nervous. Yeah, that's about what that. I was going to say, even about Sonja, like when she like almost <laughs> broke. No, I can't. Not. Me. I'm <laughs> when she fell and almost like broke her head when they were like away in Cuba or something. I'm lying. Columbia? No, that was Ramona had a fucked up ankle. When did she almost break her head? Do you remember they had to bring like paramedics? Like she oh yeah, fell. yeah, yeah, my bad. Off the table, off the table. Like that's and Dorinda insane. cut herself like, with a knife. Dorinda was bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god, there such. So I'm saying like, there's a line between like you're so drunk it's funny and like you might die and like this is dangerous. So Luann, I mean that's even a step higher because she's supposed to 
be sober or maybe not anymore. Um, but even for these like 60 year old women being obliterated, like dangerously. So like when Dorinda is drunk, can you deal with like the way she speaks and you can't understand her like drunk girl to the max? Um, so, I mean, that's entertaining, but yeah, that can't be the whole, and like Tinsley, what is she going to, is she with Scott and not with Scott? Like that's her storyline, you know? And is she quitting the show? Is she not quitting the show? Is half of her, is she says she didn't quit till the end of production or, and, or isn't quitting or whatever the fuck. But I assume that her They're not pretty- showing up to events is going to be a part of what's shown. And like her, them talking about her absence. And like Barbara, friend of... That wasn't too interesting. Is that going to happen again? No, she's off because Luann hates her for one saying you have a problem. Luann's like. <laughs> That's funny. Luann is going to be like queen, the queen bee right now. And she's got her new cabaret show. She's so happy Bethany's gone. Like she couldn't be happier. Ramona, Luann, and me. I don't know how if Sonia gives a shit. Maybe Dorinda are all probably fucking Celebrating. Thrilled. Yeah. But they're going to maybe regret that. Not to say that Bethany was necessary, but I absolutely think that she needed to have left and given production a little bit of time to, I guess if the theme is like course correcting, to course correct because they're not going to be, you cannot make at this point in the game based on the quality of their previous seasons. Yeah. Like, frenetic energy and chaos does not a great season make like right. you still need to have a narrow a narrative you still need to have um some voice like to the audience too because bethany yeah. always showed a lot of emotion she cries mm-hmm. you know she she shares her personal story um so yeah i wonder what the season is going to be like yeah i got a little nervous during the new york bravo con panel because it felt like lou was playing to the crowd in a way that i thought she had grown up from I wasn't with there. like one-liner stuff where I'm like oh I don't where she literally like would turn to the audience and like present herself of <laughs> like and here's my funny line and it was <laughs> it did not really go over oh so that God. made me slightly nervous because I was like this is not we have literally turned the corner into caricature and oh someone God. needs to be popping some of these bubbles otherwise Bethany we're just gonna to, float like, away recap the episodes oh like, I'm sure she will yeah you think I'm sure in her own special way that yeah. will be nowhere near as great for us the viewers yeah. the most important uh, element of this i'm sure that she will be responding to something yeah. but it won't be enough it will it will never be enough yeah um this was magical and totally enough can we let me see how <laughs> totally we're doing enough. <laughs> totally more than enough everything everything oh, i've ever needed way. and more oh no that in the best possible oh, okay. way this like made my heart full me too you know what i was thinking while we were talking tell me everything. as if we're like curing cancer like aren't we the importance of this is like people don't understand like there are two facets to this a we really love it and talking about it but also like escapism is a real thing and it's helpful you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i really think that i think that you know for me i grew up always loved celebrities, always loved reality TV, always loved that shit. And at times was like embarrassed a little bit. Like I'm superficial. I'm shallow. Does that mean I'm not smart? But this shit, like talking about housewives for two hours, I'm not thinking about coronavirus. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I completely agree with you. So I was, I was thinking that while we're talking, I'm like, we're so passionate, like as if like, this is the most important thing. And 
you could put it in perspective or you could not. And you could like take your mind off like awful things, you know? That's what I think is so helpful about Housewives, Bravo, and this kind of universe that we live in and celebrate and love because you can kind of get out of it whatever you want. You can watch it and be fascinated and follow these women as characters and nothing more. And you have every right to do that. You can look at these women as a reflection of where we are in society, how they deal with certain negative behaviors now versus four years ago and like focus on that. You can get a window into how you behave and celebrate that you're not going to do the fucking nightmare shit that maybe Sexy J will do and and at least feel more confident as a result to that. Or look at these women and empathize because maybe you as a viewer have been through a similar situation and watch their story plays out maybe connects to something that you're growing on in your life that's why and that's also why I'm so glad you joined me today because what I'm interested in is not necessarily like recapping alone without giving perspective which you can get by reading certain blogs or whatever else what I'm interested in is like talking about these women and how we relate to them as a part of the world in which we technically coexist like Mm -hmm. that's where the conversation starts for me and I had somebody reach out to me and then like a bunch of people responded that was like thanks for creating a community where it's like smart thinkers and that's why I love to hear from Andy Scrolls listeners because we all think think thinking is not a bad thing like Mm -hmm. reasoning ability intellectual conversation is a good thing, something to be celebrated and something that I'm so happy to do on Andy's Girls through the Housewives. So all the better for it. I love this episode. Can we talk about Love is Blind on a Patreon app? Do you have time? Can we talk about Love is Blind? Are you dying? (laughs) I need a nap. (laughs) We're going to very briefly, but for maybe six hours, talk about Love is Blind because (laughs) your recaps of it are fascinating and I need to talk to you about I need to walk through my thoughts thoughts on the reunion oh my, God, my hand fell asleep yeah so guys if you're not um following the andy scrolls patreon and supporting ag the best way you know how by giving me your money then you should be doing that at patreon.com that so cute andy scrolls thanks um don't roll your eyes um <laughs> tell the people amanda hirsch how to follow your magnificent um insta and listen to your pod um not skinny but not fat instagram and podcast uh everywhere you find and can listen and I mean, that's basically it, you guys. <laughs> that is See, I'm such it. a businesswoman. Follow me at N O T. No, if you enjoy this shit, then like come enjoy it with me. So you guys. You guys. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I legit look tired, right? No, you look amazing and refreshed. We're gonna talk about love is fine. Okay. I'm gonna love you Thank forever. You, babe. Thank this you. was amazing. Can't wait to kiki with you soon. The second that New York comes back, you're coming on the people's people's couch once again. Is this where it's at? This is where it's I'm at. I'm on the people's couch right now. Yeah. God bless. Mazel. Okay, guys, we'll talk to you soon. Shalom. Bye bye.